welcome to a new episode of the Old School Podcast. I'm Martha. And I'm Frank Goodman. And I'm, Frank, I'm on a roll today. I've got something that i got to pick a bone with. Okay. And I hope you'll just be patient with, you, with me and listen. I'm definitely patient. Okay. Listen. Frank, I've been waiting and watching the news all week. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the news since Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And all I can see is Tennessee and the Republican Party. I'm sick of it. Hmm. They have taken an unprecedented step of expelling three lawmakers. Hmm. The two that were expelled were actually black men, but the third, a white female, remained seated. And the white representative herself acknowledged that the only reason why she was kept in office was because of the color of her skin. And then I remembered later in the evening, I heard an African-American guest analyst on one of the broadcasts on TV say that Tennessee has just given the nation a lesson in critical race theory. Hmm. If people didn't know what it was, you're looking at it live. Segregation has a new flavor and it's equal to the old one. Where it has always sought to oppress and exclude black voices and anyone who doesn't reflect their viewpoint. In essence, this new flavor isn't new. It's just a continuation of the old. And their goal is not to allow this country to reach its full potential as a multiracial, multi-ethnic society. I thought about why they're so fierce at what they're doing. And I see that fear is the driver that keeps them energized and leaves them assured that their actions will go unchallenged and they continue to oppress people without consequence. There's no question that the Republican Party members act like fascists. They are a group of people who are repressive and ungodly and who are evil despite their protests saying that they're the opposite. They say they're good Christians, but remember, Slave owners went to church on Sunday, also said they were good Christians. Anyone who aligns with this party and tells me that they agree with it. You can't serve democracy and be a Republican and support the actions of that party. To have that as your response indicates to me that you're lying to yourself. And any Republican who pleads that the party represents America and wants to make America great is untruthful. In my opinion, the Republican Party shares the same agenda as the Klan, and they too have, at their goal, white supremacy. So what's happened in Tennessee can happen anywhere in the South, in any state controlled by this party. Previously this month, or at the end of last month, Tennessee was in the news then because they had taken a Black family who had traveled through one of their counties, arrested them, and took their children. And to my knowledge, they're still waiting for the release of those children. This is the nature of the people that you're dealing with. America's silence and our leader's silence speaks volumes. The Democrats, you know what? They're at fault too. Because their part appears weak and they show that they do not have the will, nor have they thought out an agenda or a plan to stop forever anti-democratic behaviors and racism. They're guilty in their silence of the sin of omission. You know, while I wait for the laws to work, I see bodies piling up. 
One party says they are America and they're voting for democratic ideals. And the other party says, make America great again, which means make it white and have white supremacy there and use the American apartheid whenever they can. Young people who depend on us as adults are disappointed in what they see. They don't understand that they, they understand fully that they are victims of violence and the people in office have no plans on how to protect them. We have to consider that the loss of citizens and young people is a loss to this nation. Are Republicans saying to us that certain citizens are expendable? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. I can see that handwriting on the wall like the old sages. It is a sad time for America and for the majority of good people who think this country could be better. You know, I remembered and reflected on something Erica Badu said recently in an interview. She said, the universe doesn't give you what you ask for. It gives you what you are. We are seeing what this country is. What do you think, Frank? Well, number one, I agree with everything that you said. For your introduction to be as long as it was, and I'm not saying it in a negative sense, mm-hmm. it's telling me how much has taken place in such a short time since we we do this every week. Right. So that's a lot to cover in such a short period of time. It is. What bothers me about the whole situation, the Tennessee situation, is what I've complained about for a long time. Mm-hmm. We only get mad for a moment. We're only angry for 15 minutes. And after 15 minutes, we want to go on doing what we do. We want to see that Tennessee is Tennessee. But Georgia is made up like that. Florida is made up like that. There are so many Republican states. Texas is made up like that. And they are willing to do the same thing. They're sitting back, they're watching, and they're waiting. I agree with you. The Democratic Party comes across as being weak because there's no plan. Right now, we should be trying to figure out what are we going to do when it when it hit our state. Right. That's, That's what we should be saying. What should we do when it hit our state? These guys are bold. They have been emboldened. That president has given them something to do, has brought them out of that shell that they've been living under for so long when we thought that we were moving forward and people were saying, you got to be politically correct. They never liked politically correctness, just like they do not like this criticism. Right. So I agree with everything that you have said. I it's just with me, I'm trying to take my time and and sort it how I'm trying to compartmentalize my thoughts, my my feelings, because right. I'm an action type person. I'm trying right. to figure out 
how do I have this strategy to combat this situation? And I'm getting a chance to assess even the traffic that I see. Traffic is not changing on Facebook. Traffic is not changing in regular conversation. No one is talking about Tennessee other than the media. Uh, They're not talking about Tennessee in the local community. I remember when we would talk about the civil rights movement at every single level of our society. We're not talking about Tennessee. Those of us who are interested are talking about Tennessee. You know, Frank, I think we've come from a place of a false security. A false security because of the goals and things that we've accomplished as a result of the civil rights movement. But I'm also reminded that history has a long memory. The lost cause never died. It just got swept in the closet or under the rug. Right. And in the darkness of that closet and under the darkness of that rug, it formulated a plan Mm -hmm. that it was going to always come out on top. Hmm. So, you know, I, we've been talking about patterns. We've been talking about pay attention. Since we talked about the diaspora, we have urged black people to pay attention. So I'm not surprised at what I see because it's a repetition of what our ancestors went through in the 1890s yeah. and the 1900s, early 1900s. But we are guilty of not having a sense of history. Mm-hmm. We claim that somebody took our history from us, but we refuse to go back and learn the history of things that our ancestors went through and came out, came out of the other side. We have to know those lessons. We have to forge a new path. The old way of doing things will not work this time. Right. Because they have had maybe a hundred years to prepare for this. Right. And we have had a hundred years of enjoying the sunshine of what we thought was freedom. Right. But freedom is fleeting. And it starts with an idea in your head that you're going to maintain freedom, not just to say that you're free but you're going to stay free. Hmm. We haven't formulated how to stay free. We're always dependent upon someone else to take up the cause, someone else to march for us. The days of marching are over. Young people will not march. No. Young people are looking for new ways and new approaches to things, and thank God for them. Right. Because sometimes, Frank, those old ways, while they worked, do not translate to the new world that we live in today. Well, it's a different world. It's a completely different world. Mm -hmm. And what we're looking for is those name organizations, those sororities, fraternities, to come together with one voice and say, this is not right. Right. They haven't even done that. It's for them to exercise their network. It's time for the clergy to exercise their network. It's time for the civil rights organizations to exercise that network. And then 
provide a means for the ordinary people to say, I want to join in. Right. The ordinary people don't have a network large enough. The organizations no, are supposed to have the, the networking groups. So, and that's the reason why I'm not criticizing these organizations. I am saying that you normally talk about how strong you are as a group. You talk about your ability to network. But you talk about it as being either a multiracial organization or you talk about it as being an African-American organization. But regardless, it is time for you to network. So if you're stomping somewhere, then you should, as that fraternity and sorority, draw in your network and say, let's get it done. Let's talk to our organizations in Tennessee. The clergy should be reaching out to other clergy men and women in Tennessee saying, what are we going to do? How do you want our congregation to meet with your congregation? We're talking about a difference in time. Yes. But we're still talking about impact. Right. We're saying we have technology. During the civil rights movement, they didn't have the technology we had, but they were able to draw a large number of people to fight back. So what tools are we going to use to fight back? If we're not going to do it the old way, then what tools are we going to use? We know, and you're telling us that you have all of this power and, and authority, these organizations, so from the religious standpoint, then the clergy should be able to call in brothers and sisters of every race and say, are you on board with us? But you should be reaching out to Tennessee. It should be reaching out to every state that has a Republican Senate. You're right. Because every state that has had a Republican Senate has broken down all of the gains that the Democrats made in terms of rights, whether it's voting rights, women's rights, health issues, they have torn it asunder. Right. We don't have a organization that is embedded into the American uh, society that fights this. We have factions of, of organizations, several organizations, but we need those several organizations to become one. Right. One goal and one thing in mind. Right. Eradicate forever right. racism and hatred in America. Right. We don't have newspapers because we let those new newspapers fold. Right. We don't have word of mouth because the clergy now is doing the big church scene and they are pushing for dollars and not for taking care of people. Right. I'm not criticizing the church. If you want to be a big church player, that's fine. But I really don't need to see someone out there talking the gospel up so that they can get money in their pocket. Right. If you're talking that gospel up so you can go out there and fight the system that is there strangling people, mm -hmm. then you've got my support 100%. Right. But you've gone the way of the megachurch. Right. What is the megachurch? Something that white people created. Mm -hmm. Take money out of poor people's pockets. Mm -hmm. So we follow them and we become mega church people. The church has to do more than just teach you to underline spiritual passages. It has to teach you like the old days of how to fight for your rights. Right. 
and when to speak up and when to be quiet. So I'm not, I'm not harping on the church because there are other organizations that have gone the way of becoming like white organizations that are just pretty men and women that are doing something by collecting money, but they don't ask where that money goes. And that money is not going into a political pot mm -hmm. to make sure that you cover every state, house, every town, every city, that you are on the board of these cities so that you can make decisions for yourself. Right. We constantly have a black community run by white people. Right. And we think it's okay. That's exactly what happened in the South. It's called plantation. Are you still looking for white approval? That's right. So I'm sorry I'm upset about this, but you know I'm rightfully upset because we need to have moved forward. We can spend time dancing and singing and playing games and making fun, but this is serious business. Because when you get shut down, like those two men, they were shut down out of that state house. You're right. People elected them to that, that position. And over in one day, they were taken off of that position. Mm -hmm. And now they have to go and be reelected again. Yeah. That should never, never happen. But laws are being passed that you're clueless to until it hits the news. And when it hits the news, it's too late. Just like shootings in school. By the time you hear about it, it's too late. Someone is dead. But, this is serious. But, but not serious. only were they removed, they were chastised. That's right. Publicly. Told And told how they should behave. That's right. How they should act and how they should speak. Mm -hmm. As if they were still on a plantation. That's right. Being told, you need to say yes, massa. Publicly in front of all of us. Everybody. And not even the news media. I'm going to jump on them a little bit, Frank. Yeah. Other than Joy Reid, and I'll give kudos to her, and I'll give kudos certainly to Kamala Harris for meeting right. them. That's right. But I'm going to say the news media is woefully ill-prepared to do anything except being entertainment news. That's right. This is not entertainment. This is serious life and death issues. Mm -hmm. And they need to be better prepared to ask more pointed questions and not ask black people how to solve white people's issues, right. but ask white people why they're doing what they're doing. They're, they're white on white crime. That's right. Yeah, they're white and on they, white crime. They skirt over that and they find someone black and they say, mm -hmm. could you tell us what you think about this? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, giving an answer, say, you know what, you need to ask somebody white what they think about That's it. That's right. You need to tell somebody, look, you're asking me the wrong person because I'm not guilty of doing this. That's right. You need to go to the guilty party mm -hmm. and ask the guilty party, why are you doing this? And why are you still voting those people into okay. office? Well, you're, I know why. You're claiming, you're claiming that you are a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. But you're still voting those people back into office. They are. Now, all of a sudden, there's momentum. The momentum is, and you have the white woman that was cleared. She's saying, oh, I think we have a way of getting them back into office. But you listen to the black representatives, they're still sitting there like they're in a southern town, and they're trying to figure it out. 
They don't want to come out and be bold about anything. But those guys, those legislators, they were bold. They didn't yes, bite they their tongues. They said yes, they what were. had to be said. They said yep. it for the world to hear. They did. And we're still sitting here looking as though we are afraid to offend someone. Right. You don't have to offend anyone. Just be honest. If someone mm-hmm. feels guilty about it, they're going to feel offended. Just uh-huh. be honest. Uh-huh. And say what you have to say. Yeah. But those two men, they're left out there on the football field by themselves. It's okay to put them on the media track and they are making their rounds. But that's they need more than that. They need that. We need some we need voters. They need that. We need voters. We need people who are willing to say, We'll show you just how we're going to castigate you publicly. We're gonna vote right. you out of office. Right. We're gonna vote you out of office and that should be a statement to every Republican state. We're going to vote you out of office. And for those Republicans and those for those voters who continue to keep them in office, that should be a statement as well. Yes, it should be. We're not talking about a revolution of a fight. We're talking about a revolution of a voting fight. You send that message. You have to send the message. And that that requires diversity. That requires people across the board. Yes. Who call themselves America, Americans. It's for you to vote those individuals out of office. Right. But you see, you can't do that if you say I'm not going to vote. That's right. And you can't do that. There should never be an instance where a majority uh, based town or city that is black. Right. Has as its head. Right. Only white leadership. Right. That should never, never, never happen. But I see it time and time again, and it has nothing to do with the South. Because I've seen it in the West. I've seen it in the North. That is just an extension of the slavery mentality. Right. Where white people ran the plantation and black people did the labor or took the less of everything, the least of everything. That's the same thing that's going on. If you're not part of the city council and you're not part of the school system, and you're not part of things, you cannot have a say, and you cannot vote, but you have to have a majority part. If you're in a majority black area, you should have a majority black part. Mm-hmm. At least strive for 50-50 if you can't that's, get- That's your representation. That's your representation. That's how, you, that's how you get represented, and that's how things get settled. Right. And how quick things can get settled. Right. Because you're paying taxes just like everyone else. So that means they're taking your tax dollars and they're putting your tax dollars to pave the water roads and to pay and to lay water mains in the best part of town, which is not where you live, and you're still suffering. Something is wrong with this picture because it looks exactly like the picture that I remember seeing as a child in the 50s. And I'm sure it's the same picture my mother saw when she was a girl. Right. So if it's the same modus operandi, as Isaac Hayes would say, Mm -hmm. if it's the same modus operandi, then it's time to change 
how you react to it. Right. And you can't react to it by getting grumbling in your own chest or grumbling in your own neighborhood or your house. You have to get out and do something. Work with the young people. Teach them how it's done. Right. Many of you have skills that have come through the civil rights movement, and those skills can be helpful. Raise your voice. If you don't feel like you want to get out or you're too old to get out, raise your voice. Okay, Martha. You know, that's it. We got to it again. On the note of raise your voice. Right. Close us out. I will. We want to thank you again. We're going to say that this is a tough topic that we're talking about, Frank and I. But despite it all, we're not angry at the world or angry at you. We just want things to change. And we're going to say on that note that we love you. I love you. We always want you to watch, uh, listen to us, and share what you've heard. And on that note, we're going to say again, be good. Be good. <laughs>